0: this is section one hundred and sixteen of mark twain the complete interviews this librivox recording is in the public domain interview number one hundred and sixteen mark twain on the rand times johannesburg may eighteenth eighteen ninety six page five read by john greenman last night the natal train by which mark twain was expected arrived in fairly good time in the course of a conversation with the times representative mark twain showed that he took a very keen interest in the local political situation years ago he said i was going from southampton to new york when i met mrs john hayes hammond whose husband was on the reform committee i found she and i had much in common she was born in missouri so was i she had lived a long time in california so had i and we were therefore fellow americans when i at last decided to come to africa i tried to recall the name of the pleasant lady i had met on board the ocean steamer but i could not succeed you know explained the speaker i am such a wretched hand at remembering people's names i even forgot my own at times and often have to give a fictitious name to the police i was terribly aggravated at this unfortunate lapse of memory and it was only when stopping at durban three days ago when i saw a telegraphic message stating that mr john hayes hammond was a political prisoner in the jail at pretoria that the name came back to me i understand that mrs hammond is not here but i will certainly make a point of going and renewing the acquaintance how did you like the journey up from natal put in the pressman the carriages on the natal line are all right i like them but i seldom can sleep in a train anywhere and when I do sleep it does me little good, as it is not at all refreshing. I see in the papers that one of the reform prisoners has committed suicide. It is a most terrible case, and is really infinitely pitiful, said Mark Twain pathetically. You know, I take a great interest in the political situation, but at the same time I CONSIDER POLITICS HERE ARE IN AN INEXTRICABLE TANGLE. GOOD EXPRESSION, PUT IN THE PRESSMAN. THE uh, FIRST I HEARD OF THE JAMISON RAID WAS WHEN IN ALBANY, WESTERN AUSTRALIA. IT WAS JUST THE BARE FACT OF THE INCURSION HAVING TAKEN PLACE. AT Colombo, WE GOT NOTHING FURTHER THAT WAS DEFINITE BEYOND THE FACT OF THE DEFEAT and we were without any more news till we got to bombay, although it was aggravating to reflect that particulars were passing under the sea along the wire we were passing over. From that day to this I have been getting more and more bewildered through missing weeks of news at a time. From Calcutta to Mauritius I was in a state of handsome suspense until at last i heard that the leaders were all in jail and i could not for the life of me make out what it was for you will hear enough about it in johannesburg put in the times man i believe you have no municipality here isn't that curious said the man from america it is one of the many peculiar customs of the country put in the pressman diplomatically. "'What do you think of Cecil Rhodes of Africa?' "'Well,' said the interviewed one, "'if you take the newspaper accounts of him, "'you get two sides only, a good side and a bad one. "'Never what one might call a rotund picture of the man, "'only that which is worst and best. "'There is one main point, however,' on which everyone seems unanimous, namely that he is a most extraordinary man. I did wish to see Cecil Rhodes before I left, but am afraid he is too far away to be got at. In my opinion, to have seen South Africa without having met Cecil Rhodes is to have seen only a part of the country, but... "'By no means all,' said Mark Twain emphatically. "'Mr. Stead says that Rhodes and Olive Schreiner "'are far and away the two greatest figures in South Africa. "'What is your opinion of the latter?' "'I read the story of an African farm "'when it first came out, in a casual sort of way, "'yet it left a definite impression upon me, "'which was chiefly derived from the first chapter.' The book is good literary art, and gives a clear, definite picture, I believe, of the country where the scene is laid. It is full of the sentiment and atmosphere of the region described, and I had then a great opinion of this young girl's gifts. I read the book again on the ocean, this time as the literary critic examining the workmanship and found the greater part to be written crudely and to be formless and without any distinct aim it was a plenty good enough book for a girl her age said the american and anybody could see there was a gift there beyond the ordinary that gave large promise of great things in the future which were not fulfilled in her first effort i have a great belief in w t stead's opinion and although he is not always right if he says a thing is good he is certain not to be very far wrong mr clemens although just off a long sleepless journey was brilliantly conversational and did space permit much that is interesting could be written of the racy stories he related last evening of his adventures in South Africa and elsewhere. End of interview number one hundred and sixteen. Read by John Greenman.